Today in business from Wired. The Science of Scaling, hosted by Mark Roberge, is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Each week, Mark Roberge, founding CRO at HubSpot CRO, senior lecturer at Harvard Business School and co-founder of Stage 2 Capital, sits down with the most successful sales leaders in tech to learn the secrets, strategies, and tactics to scaling your company's growth. I like the episode with the founder of Aircall on how to go from handling your own sales to scaling a sales team. It has great advice for entrepreneurs. Listen to The Science of Scaling wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, I'm Dylan Lewis, one of the hosts of Motley Fool Money. Each weekday on Motley Fool Money, we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on Wall Street. On weekends, we dive into the industries shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey there, this is the Spoken Edition of Wired. Grasping Robots Compete to Rule Amazon's Warehouses by Tom Simonite. Amazon employs 45,000 robots, but they all have something missing. Hands. Squat-wheeled machines carry boxes around in more than 20 of the company's cavernous fulfillment centers across the globe. But it falls exclusively to humans to do things like pulling items from shelves or placing them into those brown boxes that bring garbage bags and pens and books to our homes. Robots able to help with so-called picking tasks would boost Amazon's efficiency and make it much less reliant on human workers. It's why the company has invited a motley crew of mechanical arms, grippers, suction cups and their human handlers to Nagoya, Japan this week to show off their manipulation skills. The Amazon Robotics Challenge starts Thursday and tasks teams with picking up objects ranging from towels to toilet brushes and moving them between storage bins and boxes. The handiest contestants stand to win prizes from a pool totaling $250,000, and perhaps a shot at helping refine what happens when you ask Alexa to restock your paper towels. The showdown is taking place in Nagoya because it's part of this year's RoboCup, a festival of robotic competition, which includes events for rescue, domestic and soccer robots. Amazon has run versions of its challenge in two previous years. This time around, though, the retail giant has revised the rules in ways that make the competition more difficult. I think it's getting closer to the real conditions you would find in a warehouse, says Juxi Leitner, who leads a team from the Australian Centre of Excellence for Robotic Vision. They're getting people to work on a problem they think they will need to solve to stay competitive without needing to hire anyone. One change Amazon has made to this year's contest is to give the robots less space to work with than previous years. They now have to deal with objects right next to or on top of each other, as a human worker packing a bin of varied products into a box might. A bigger change is that half the objects a robot has to handle in a given round of the contest will only be revealed 30 minutes before it starts. And that's a headache for the teams, but it is a better match for conditions inside Amazon's warehouses, where grasping robots will need to be quick studies. 
A fulfillment center might receive tens of thousands of new objects every day, says Alberto Rodriguez, a roboticist at MIT, who is part of an advisory committee that helped Amazon design this year's contest. Teams have had to develop workflows in which photos of new objects snapped from different angles are fed into machine learning software, so a robot can figure out how to grab something it had never seen half an hour previously. Although Amazon might like to offer gainful employment to mechanical hands today, manipulating objects remains one of the toughest challenges in robotics. To borrow a phrase Brown University St- professor Stephanie Talix uses to describe the state of the field, most robots can't pick up most objects most of the time. Programming a robot to pick up a small number of items isn't hard. But getting a machine to reliably work with many kinds of objects and to quickly adapt to new ones is a problem that is yet to be fully solved. With so much still to be figured out, Amazon's automated rodeo will be as much a showcase of research ideas and robotic clumsiness as of machines that could replace human workers. Contestants will display all kinds of shapes and strategies, and there will inevitably be last-minute fixes and tune-ups. There's lots of MacGyvering going on and duct tape everywhere, says Leitner, a veteran of previous contests. Many teams add grippers to industrial robot arms to create something very roughly like the biological equipment Amazon's human workers use to manipulate objects. But Leitner's team's machine, dubbed Cartman, is nothing like a human. The robot is a mechanical gantry that moves a gripper and suction cup along straight rails, like the way a 3D printer moves its printhead. A combined MIT-Princeton team, led by Rodriguez, is testing a novel way to give robots a sense of touch. You and I use feedback from our fingertips to adjust how we grasp or move something without thinking about it. But engineers haven't hit on a good way to have robots feel what they're doing. The team is using a new approach called Gelsite, in which rubbery membranes on the robot's fingers attract from the inside by tiny cameras, as they are deformed by objects it touches. Despite the innovations on show in Nagoya this week, Amazon probably remains some way from being able to deploy robot pickers. Picking by robots is practical today if the conditions are simplified, says Sven Benke, who leads the Nimbo Row team competing in Nagoya, which came second last year. Robots can help out if your warehouse deals with box-shaped objects neatly spaced on a conveyor belt, a situation far from the reality inside an Amazon warehouse, which is stocked with millions of varied items. Bruce Welty, founder and chairman of Locus Robotics, which makes wheeled warehouse robots that carry items picked by humans, says attending Amazon's previous robot contests was both inspiring and humbling. You can't help but be impressed, but they're so far away from being able to do the work we need to do, he says. As is standard in the industry, Welty claims his robots and those to come in future don't compete with humans for work, but rather fill jobs left vacant because people don't like working in warehouses. When asked to estimate how long before a commercial-grade robot could do tasks similar to those presented in Amazon's contest, Rodriguez of MIT guesses five years. Robotic fingers are getting nimbler, but still have much to learn. Amazon's mechanized picking contest could be an annual event for a while yet.
Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.